There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Warm, that old queen. A candid and adult take on queer life quandaries at a certain age. So please listen at your own discretion. Presented by Bernie and Tommy, the views here are purely those of the content providers and in no way reflect those of any service you may hear this program on. Now, please let your ears be upstanding for the <coughs> Old Queens. Tommy. Hi, Bernie. Can you pass me the wine? <laughs> of <course>. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said that in a while. I know, yeah. And can I have it back? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are you? I'm Does good. Does it feel weird, be, like, being face-to-face? No, I love it. I think it's way better than being on a Zoom scre- screen with each well, other. Well, the weirdest thing for me is actually not the weirdest thing. The nicest thing is not having to look at my ugly mug in the Zoom <laughs> reflection mirror thing. And don't you find you just can't stop looking at yourself? Yeah, I'm just talking to myself. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I'm actually talking to myself during the day, like th- th- giving a running commentary about everything that I'm doing in my flat. Right. The other day I made some homemade granola and right. I've referred to it as a <laughs> as um I can't remember the name of the disease that where that is all over the world homemade corona homemade corona <laughs> 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 but yeah, I'm glad you didn't bring it with you. No, I <laughs> as we're in the same room, yeah. so we're socially distanced in a very big office. Yeah, paint us a visual picture. And um, so you're about two meters away from me, and um, and then probably four meters away from us are our Bristol the creme de la creme. Yeah, Bristol, <laughs> Bristol A gays. <laughs> the power gays. That, that are our posse that were here for our Christmas, our queermas quandary, and they're here again for our quarantine quandary. And they're all wearing a delight, like a great, some great range of t shirts, I well, can see. Well, of course, you know, they've all upped their t shirt game, right? 
Apart from Matthew, who's a great one. <laughs> and Bernie's wearing his He-Man sh- sh- uh, skeletal voguing T-shirt. Yeah, not the She-Ra. <laughs> no. She-Ra mask. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we've got Matthew, Rob... Um, What's the, other the one Birchess. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one called? <laughs> and Chuckles. So Matthew and Rob, you're you're close to the mics. How how yes. was how was this lot? So we've we've been uh, we've been doing the podcast for nearly five months now, every week. Um, Ryan, been your favourite bit. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask what, what's your. No. <laughs> well, Who, which the, uh, one do you prefer? We'll, we'll, we'll ask that later. But how has lockdown been for you? I've, I mean, I've really enjoyed it actually, and I feel guilty for saying that, but I've um, I've actually had a really nice time, and um, uh, I felt a bit kind of bereft that life's gone back to normal now. It's yeah, I've I've liked being at home. I think, and everything's cheaper at home. You can drink more. For less. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, yeah, we went to the pub um, last Friday, was it? Horrible. And uh, yeah, I ended up looked at, did that thing when you look at your bank balance the next day, thinking, well, oh, maybe it was about thirty quid, and it was nearly fifty pounds I'd spent at the pub. Whereas, you know, I'm so used to taking a little carrier bag of tinnies into the park. Yeah, and, uh, and it costs you a tenner, and then uh, exactly. Um, well, I guess I guess in some ways it's been a bit of a gift, right? In terms of having kind of space but also crazy and paranoid yeah um, yeah although about a pandemic that, like, as well cycling through town just now and seeing everyone sitting out on the water i was like okay that's that's nice and i i want that to be able to happen again but i just don't want us all to get ill <laughs> no, <laughs> no all right and also just for the you know the the emergency the carers just to be maxed out yeah yeah yeah, Boris today talking about, um, you know, back to normal, nearly back to normal by Christmas. And I thought, I mean, that would be nice on the one hand, but I'm also uh, sceptical. Is that the right word? Yeah, probably. Well, they're also making preparations for a second wave, aren't they, yeah. in the winter? So, yeah, I think it's, it's optimistic. Although, I mean, you know, going through town today, everybody seems to think it's back to normal already. <laughs> so. Well, and that's the other thing a little bit, is that early on in, the, in lockdown, everyone, uh, and I think there are things that are being highlighted, NHS, clap for carers, um, people doing things for their neighbours and volunteering and, and, and that sort of stuff. And, uh, and, and lots of talking about we can't go back, you know, to the, to the old, old ways. And uh, I think it would be very easy for people to, to kind of, grasp onto the, the thawing of the, of the lockdown and and, mm. uh, and go back to, go back to it without without kind of remembering what it was like three months ago which mm. was pretty horrific so I, yeah I, I hope people keep that in mind really Tom your your 21st birthday was the last thing I went to like I know it was just like, like and it feels like a lifetime away, yeah but I'm so lucky that I had that moment yeah it was and yeah it does feel like ages ago in fact, us doing this thing at Christmas, I mean, little did we know that... Yeah. And we did, had we heard about it then? No. No, so. it hadn't been invented then. I think... <laughs> well, I think we did the Christmas one at the end of November, didn't we? So yeah. it's all beginning of but December. But it is called COVID-19, so, so it was probably made in... <laughs> yeah, 2019 yeah. rather than yeah. 2020. Yeah. So we're, we let's... Didn't, we, did, we haven't heard much about it. Should we wait for the sequel? is going to be like. Yeah, the sequel, COVID-20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this time it's lock on. 
rather than <laughs> lockdown. I, wish, huh? I kind of wish they'd given it a slightly more alluring name. COVID-19 just feels like something from The Matrix or something like that. Yeah. I, I think it's like Chanel number five. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to wear it myself, but, you know. Um, number seven. Yeah. Num- yeah. My boots. <laughs> boots number seven, I definitely wear. <laughs> I mean, it's value for money. Tommy, have you got what have you got for us this well, episode? Well, I haven't really done it properly. I'm not pl- playing by the rules. Um, but for the regular feature that has become um, what that really old queen. Am yeah. I speaking into the microphone right? No. No. <laughs> no one is. It's fine. I'm going to yeah. have to sort this out in post. So you can sort anything out in post. I know, right? Um, I thought that I would just do the Middle Ages right. as what that really old queen, because we're both middle age. And I was wondering what it would be like to be queer in the Middle Ages. Right. Um, so throughout the medieval period, homosexuality was generally condemned and thought to be the moral story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Do you know, <laughs> can I ask our studio audience what Sodom and Gomorrah Of course are? you can. Anyone? It's not in Bristol, by the way. <laughs> so it's not a pub. I think. Isn't <laughs> it, it the one where? <laughs> isn't it the one where someone got turned to salt Pillar or salt. stone? Yeah. Salt, yeah. Well, I haven't got that in. They're two cities, right? They're full of. They pulled a city. Full of sinners. Two cities, full of cities, and they were destroyed by God. I thought you said they pulled a city. <laughs> Yes, well, there was. I think there was five cities originally, and then those two got. Well, they were associated with lots of different practices. Sodom and Gomorrah become the. They're connected with sin, and the manifestation of divine retribution. Okay. <laughs> is it is it where the word sodomy came from? Yes, but I was wondering what. That, so the city's Sodom became yeah. sodomy. What about Gomorrah? Is that something to do with gonorrhea? Probably, yeah. Uh, has any of our audience had gonorrhea? No, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall I go back to the Middle Ages? Yeah, let's go back to the Middle Ages. Yeah. So historians debate if there were any prominent homosexuals and bisexuals at this time. And it's argued that figures such as Edward II, who I think can, we can categorically confirm, yeah. um, Richard the Lionheart, Philip II, Augustus and William Rufus, I don't know, were they brothers? Presume so. Were engaged in same-sex relationships. With each other? I don't know. Okay. It doesn't say. But they took each other's names, which I think is cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, historian Alan Turin, I don't know how to say that. Turin. 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 Like the Turin shroud. No. Turin. Recently argued that a form of male same sex existed in medieval France and possibly other areas in Europe as well. And there was a legalised category called embrotherment, oh. which allowed two men to live together in the same quarters, pooling their resources, effectively living as a married couple. The couple shared one bread, one wine, one purse, two cocks. <laughs> 
I've just made that last bit up. <laughs> um, yeah, and that, that, that's all really that I wanted to say about the Middle Ages. I think I got that covered. <laughs> okay. I'm glad um, to hear that. I, I've always had a... Uh, I always thought Richard the Lionheart might be quite hot. And he's got no, a hot-sounding name. Yeah, and I'm pleased to, to hear that he's, he was a gay. Can I... It reminds me of the Kate Bush song. Yeah. Which one? Lionheart. Lionheart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not Wuthering Heights. <laughs> I played Edward II in an episode of Flog It. <laughs> what did they do with the hot poker? Well, <laughs> I don't, we didn't do that scene. <laughs> it's daytime TV, before the watershed. But yeah, no, I had to pace up and down in a cell in Berkeley Castle. There you go. That's my claim, to, claim to fame. I you were very good at it. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I'm good at pacing up and down <laughs> and being a gay monarch, obviously, because I'm an old queen. Um, so what do we think about the Middle Ages? Do you want to go back there, Robbie? Um, well, occasionally I, th- I think, oh, it'd be a simpler time and um, you could live pastorally off the land and uh, and then I think thinking about dentistry and things like that you think well, what would happen if my, if you got a filling mm. uh, it would just it would just rot there wouldn't it I'm a bit I'm a bit I'm a bit weird with teeth That's but I feel like medieval teeth. times are like my I could I feel really connected with that era do you I mean it's a, ba- it's a big era so well you were you were with. born then so <laughs> <laughs> but, but, what, I, but I love I love everything about the medieval ages but I think a lot of people think look at the pictures of you know uh, Henry VIII and all was he middle ages you know yeah yeah uh, on, on, on the wall of the National Portrait Gallery and they're swathed in Furs and robes and mm. gold and jewelry and stuff, and actually, not that many people were like that. They were, you know. No, I'm. No, I don't want to be in that sort of no. period. I want to be sort of living in a forest, like getting the herbs together and mushing them up and sort of casting magic spells. Oh, on. You want to be, be the witch. You want to be the witch in the age. forest. Yeah. The thing okay. is, you, you'd be dead by now, though. If you were <laughs> there already. Yeah. <laughs> no, because no, he's a witch. He can like magic himself healthy. And, yeah, magic new teeth, if you need new teeth, like well, dentistry. Well, I've I've, I think that I would be all right, because I, my teeth are all right, apart from the, the initial one that you see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? But that's fake. Yeah. <laughs> and I, well, I don't know, me and Rob were at school together. I don't know if you remember Brian Lloyd. I do remember Brian Yeah, well, I went, I went running into the back of Brian Lloyd's oh. head... And that's why I've got a fake turkey. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, <laughs> and he, well, Brian Lloyd wasn't someone that you'd want to be chasing. No. Was he not? <laughs> oh, okay. So what are we calling that? Because it's just a medieval time. It's not what that really what old that queen really is. What that really old era. Yeah. What that really old era. Queerer. Queerer. Okay, what that really old queerer. Just, just ready for next season when we Yeah, because I think, run out that, I think there's mileage in this. Yeah. Victorian times. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> other eras. Yeah. There are other eras. Edwardian. Edwardian. Stone Age. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like the High Renaissance as well. Is that a band from the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we, we also, I'm also going to dip into an era for <laughs> what that really old king. Great. And, but w- have there been any highlights for what that really old queen 
this season for you guys? I, uh, I liked Larry Grayson. Was he on your radar? Because some, yeah. some people he wasn't on their radar at all. Um, Larry Grayson, but there was also another one that was really great and I can't remember I keep thinking about Larry Grayson having onion sandwiches. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I liked his white Rolls Royce. I just imagine turning up in Asda car park in a white Rolls <laughs> Royce. But there was another one you did that was... Like the episode before or after Larry Grayson. Was it, it was Danny similar. LaRue? Yeah, maybe yeah. it was Danny LaRue. There was a couple that were of the same era. Yeah. Mm. And I really yeah. liked both of those. Same. And I think because that was my... I, I'm still fascinated by that, that, that era, really, of, of the 1970s when people were gay, but no one talked about them being gay. They were just kind of nice, nice boys. Really, they were just they? kind of camp. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It and, was, and then you had straight comedians who were trying to ape that style a little bit as well. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it almost became something other than their sexuality. It was just a kind of comedic style. And, and, and But also quite brave to be like that. Certainly at a time when it was illegal to be gay. But it, it was also quite covert in a way, wasn't it? It was just like... Well, yeah, you know, I, liked them all, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, I am gay and I'm funny and yeah. I'm on your TV. Yeah. Yeah. Society doesn't really accept this. But you could put Lionel Blair within that same well, that's crew. I, that's the kind of thing but he's, he's definitely yeah. straight, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Molly Sutton, yeah. I mean, well, camp, high camp. John Inman. I mean, all you being served is just camp all over, yeah. right? <laughs> and I do miss that. I do miss camp seventies kind of trashy, terrible sitcoms like that. Really. Yeah. Have you done Kenny Everett? I can't remember if you've done Kenny Everett. No, but we Dicky Bow was on who oh, yeah. played Kenny Everett in um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. What about our guests? This season has been amazing for guests. Pam. Pam Tay. Did I you love, love Pam? Pam. <laughs> it was really nice hearing her voice again. Um. Oh, Neil Bartlett. Yeah. Neil Bartlett oh, that was, was amazing. My that was my Real favourite. Who, actually? Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone I, I've admired for decades, really. So, yeah. He wrote was... my favourite book, or one of my favourite books. Which one? Ready to Catch Him Should He Fall. It's about, like, a young boy in a relationship with an older man and they're in a kind of... Well, years ago, Matthew, I remember that was the name of your um, gaydar profile. It was. <laughs> it was. It was, Tom. That's wow. so right. Which I don't know how many years ago that was. Like but... more than 20, probably. And gaydar is still around. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Are you on it? But My profile is still up there, yeah. I logged into it recently because we did a weird thing with a friend. Um, <laughs> well, Tell we took an, odd, took an odd kind of screenshot of them looking really confused and then created a gaydar profile for them. <laughs> and, well, Matthew did this, by the way. I did. It wasn't me. Uh, and what happened? We, you went back in after a couple of weeks. I logged in after a couple of weeks and there were loads of... I mean, what do you do on gaydar? I can't remember. Winks or like... Yeah. It's winks, isn't yeah, it? Winks. Um, and people saying, hey, you're hot. And it's literally a picture of our friend looking, like, really confused. Um, including someone, I can't remember what their, their name was, but that, Bernie, you said that you remember them being on Gaydar. Kylie like, Fan. Kylie Fan. Kylie Fan, yeah. Kylie Fan's been on there since before <laughs> I was born. I know, I just imagine them sitting in a room. Before Kylie. Yeah. <laughs> before Kylie was born. I remember Kylie Fan too, actually. <laughs> they were in... They were, um, what's the word? 
ferocious. You know, they were just always messaging Relentless. you. Yeah. Relentless. Relentless. Yeah. They messaged everyone, yeah. I think. Yeah. But like, uh, as soon as you logged on, they... they I hope they're listening to this podcast. I hope so too. They haven't. They haven't sent us a message yet. <laughs> Maybe they could be our next guest. <laughs> Maybe they could for next season, because <laughs> this is our final episode for a couple of months. But then we'll be back when the next peak of COVID hits. Yeah. We'll be back <laughs> when we've got nothing else to do with ourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm going to do uh, what that really old king. <laughs> And do we know about the hanky code, people? Yes, I, I know, I know yeah, it, but I don't know yeah. what all the I can't remember what all the colours and everything means. So. Okay, well, in that case, we're going to swap you over. <laughs> <laughs> so if we swap, if we swap our um, our audience over, we do a little the old switcheroo. Right. So I'll do a little thing where I I will tell you about the hanky code. Or flagging is what it's what it's called, uh, and then we'll do a little we'll do a little quiz as to what you think each colour means, right? Just to put this into a little modern context, some artist is making um, face masks with the hanky code, so you can identify that. Yeah, well, I was thinking that you know it could be you know you could transpose it into like a face mask, mm. but there is a, there is a thing about which side you wear. The hanky on. Anyway, the hanky code, long-standing tradition and means of communication with the LGBTQ community. <laughs> it's also known as flagging. The hanky code is a colour-coded system in which an individual wears a specifically coloured handkerchief in their back pockets to inform others of their sexual interest and roles. Placing the hanky on the left pocket indicates the wearer's alignment to being top or dominant while placing a hanky on the right pocket indicates that the wearer's alignment with being bottom or submissive. Because I can't tell my left from my right, so I'd be terrible at that. <laughs> Especially if it's the other way around, like you're, space, you're not facing the right way. Yeah, I mean... It's from behind, isn't it? Well, if you're looking at someone in a mirror, you'd equally get confused, wouldn't you? Uh, anyway. <laughs> so wh- where do you think the hanky code originates? Where? San Francisco? Yeah, I'd say California. Yes. Um, so the hanky code is thought to have originated with the gold rush settlers of San Francisco oh. in the mid-19th century, so like 1800s. Because there was a shortage of female dance partners, it meant men had to dance together using hankies to indicate their role as lead or follow. Hankies were worn tied around the arm, tucked into the belt or the back pocket. Sources differ on whether the lead wore a handkerchief on the left or a blue handkerchief. Uh, Additionally, the follow may have worn the handkerchief on the right or a red handkerchief. Uh, In either case, the use and placement and colour to communicate roles and preferences form the basic aspects of the hanky code that is known today. So there you go. It was like gold rush settlers. Wow. Hot. Them, he, them their heels are <laughs> filled with gold. <laughs> <laughs> so during the 1960s and 70s, gay men wore hankies not only to signify their roles, but also their sexual preferences and fetishes. 
the Hanky code became an established way of identifying at a glance compatibility and interest. Initially, the colors were limited to black, blue, yellow, red, and white, which were the colors that most handkerchief companies produced. From the 1980s onwards, the Hanky code has expanded to a broader spectrum of colors and materials than originally conceived. So with the advent of the internet, people were better able to connect and explore, express and discover new or existing fetishes. The Hanky Code expanded to encompass these fetishes, communicating interests through new colors and even new fabrics such as leather or lace. The color system has also expanded beyond hankies to other accessories, it's not uncommon to have harnesses, singlets, or leather articles in a color derived from the hanky code to indicate the d a desirable fetish or sexual interest. So, do we think we know what the hanky code is? I definitely know a few of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, shall I just fire... Shall I fire some colors at you and then you... You tell me what you think... They signify. Sure. So, um, a light blue. <laughs> blue, is, blue is just straight sex, isn't it? Blue, yeah. yeah. Or like start, like beginner or something, yeah. isn't it? Well, so, not in these modern ones. <laughs> Do you know the answer? <laughs> uh, Bernie's no. just looking up no, but, the handkerchief so, code on Wikipedia. It's got a great <laughs> table on there. So, a light, a light blue has always been oral sex. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Oral um, sex. Oral sex, yeah. But there's various... So a light blue with a white stripe means that you like sailors. Or mm. you are a sailor, depending on which side you have it in. What do we think um, gold is? Yellow's piss, but I'm um, not sure what gold is. Is it fabulous piss? <laughs> is it in a wonderful setting? Is it something to do with, like, being Money. rent? Money, yeah. No, uh, I'll come on to that. Um, <laughs> gold in your left pocket is two who are looking for one. Oh. And in your right pocket, it's one who's looking for two. Okay. Interesting. It's I was a, just thinking about those diamonds that they have on Grinder. Oh, yeah. What well, doesn't that mean that you'll rent? No. Isn't that That's something that to do with crystal, crystal meth? meth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm. Oh, because I told someone... <laughs> Like you want to, I said to someone, "Oh, you want to take that diamond off because it's given the wrong impression." But, but maybe it wasn't. <laughs> <But> they probably. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! I didn't know that. Because <laughs> it's crystal. So, uh, let's go on to these other ones. White lace. No idea. Like, likes the Middle Ages. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have a, a white lace. <laughs> I thought that would be you. Like wearing lace sneakers and stuff like that. Um, well, white lace apparently in your left pocket means uh, you like uh, you like bottoms. In your white pocket, it means you like tops. I'm so confused. I find it. I don't know. I th I, thought, I always liked the idea of it, but having actually explored it in a more in depth way, yeah, I, I find it quite off offensive and I mean, just to. If you look at it now, there's no there's so many different options. Mm. There's so many different options. So, yeah, because yeah. it goes into all of the races. Whereas before, it was very simple. Um, so black was heavy S&M. Dark blue was anal sex. Light blue was oral sex. 
Uh, blue robin's egg, I don't really know what that colour is, means light S&M. Uh, brown was corporophilia or scat. Grey was bondage. Green was prostitution. Oh, there you go, there's your rent boy. Man. Yeah. Lavender was group sex. Although I thought green would be environmental issues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, maybe it is today. Um, whereas lavender today means sex with drag queens. Uh, lemon was catheters. Oh, no. Or probably sounding, maybe. Yeah. Maroon was uh, blood. Mustard, uh, food games. Olive, drab, costumes and military. Food, food games. games. Food games. So, look, getting a bit messy with food. Like custard and like stuff. Yogurt. Yeah, and donuts. And donuts. <laughs> <laughs> orange was anything. I love, I love orange because orange is anything, anytime. <laughs> Great. I'll, get, I'll take anything. I'll take orange, please. Um, that one's for you, Joe. Pink is you like breasts or nipples, I guess. Uh, purple is piercing. Red is fisting. White is novice. But red white, was something else as well. Red was maroon blood. was blood. Yeah. Maroon was blood, yeah. Uh, white lace was corsets in the past. Uh, and yellow was obviously piss. Piss, yeah. Golden showers. I've got a story about piss color, about accidentally flagging. Come on then. So, although it was good, it worked out in my advantage. Okay. Because <laughs> I was wearing yellow braces. Right. And they queue jumped me into Berghain. Oh, wow. And I you didn't did... even know. I was just in the queue. You didn't even realize yeah, that that was a code. Yeah. I mean, I think we all need to be aware of this because. You know, we think we're just wearing a nice colour. But did you feel like you had to um, act on your outfit? No, no comment. When you got in. <laughs> <laughs> did you have, did you have a, a lot of... I mean, yeah, you'd probably be up for most things in Burkheim. Were you being peaceful. tapped for piss? Tapped? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that lemon? Give <laughs> 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 mother sauce. <laughs> well, I had drank a lot. <laughs> right. Well, on that note, I we, think we could just go around the room and identify what handkerchief we would be wearing tonight. Well, maybe we'll do that after the break. Okay. okay so we're going to have a little break now, and we will be back after this. If you're enjoying what that old queen, please share our episodes on social media and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen on. If you can write a review, that would also help expand our audience too. We don't have any advertising or sponsorship, so if you can contribute to our Patreon account or help us by buying some merch, the links are in the episode description below or on our website, thatoldqueen.com. Thank you for your continued support. Right, so we're back. And we're going to do uh, some Queens of Agony. Uh, so I'll do a big gong. Do, do any of our audience have a question for us? Like a problem? Yeah, like a quandary. A quarantine quandary. No? No, no. Okay, you don't. Okay, we'll just... You can, We're you, all route, you, well-rounded individuals you, with you, no problems. You, okay, great. Um, so we'll, we'll do um, some of the listeners' ones then. So, dear old queens and the posse, are the chances of me meeting a compatible person truly extremely small? Uh, so my first relationship 
I was in recently ended, and I fear that it will take me a very long time and lots of effort to find another person who could be a match for me. I don't know about statistics, but gay men are a small percentage of the population, and being a non-binary, introvert, not super attractive guy, submissive, total bottom, the percentage of compatible matches is even lower. Even if there is someone that I'd like, they will probably already be in a relationship or they won't like me back. Do you have any advice? I just want to say initially, they shouldn't classify themselves as non-attractive because I think everyone's attractive to someone. Yeah, totally. Um, What what do our invited audience think? It it sounds like that person is feeling very negative about everything. Mm. Um, So I would say that maybe you don't need to worry about finding someone who is compatible because I don't think that... I think you're ever going to meet someone and say, oh, you're compatible with me. It's just whether you get on with them or like you kind of discover those things as you as you kind of get to know someone. So yeah. I don't think you're if you're starting from the point of from the point of feeling that you're not going to meet someone because because of who you are. They're setting up quite a high expectation. Yeah, it's from like, the word go. Yeah. David wants to chip in. Oh, but David, you want to? Also, um, don't go out there with the expectation to actually be looking for a relationship. I know that's really difficult. Yeah. Um, but actually, go, just go out there and meet people, get to know people, as in, and get to know people that you get on with and you form relationships with who are in your kind of circle, and you'll end up meeting people through that way. Yeah, yeah. Just see what happens naturally. Just see who you meet. Don't go out there with the expectation, I have to find someone else. And I know that's really easy to say and very, very difficult to do, but yeah. that's all I Robbie, do you have any? No, I, I agree, really. And uh, uh, it's really difficult in this age of social media, and everyone says, "Oh, I'm into this, uh, and I like this," and you think, "Oh, I'm into these things," and I'm not sure if other people are into these things as well. And uh, and sometimes it's not about that at all. You know, lots of people I uh, I know and and me as well. I've, you know, all the people I've clicked with or or kind of had a connection with. You, sometimes it's almost indecipherable or Im- impossible to kind of pigeonhole. What, why that happens, but it just it just does happen. But it, it is difficult, and especially during quarantine. Yeah. You know, all you've got is a couple of lines on a dating app or, or, or whatever, and everyone's been kind of blocked from going out and socialising, talking to people. But um, and I think you know, with the thawing of, of quarantine, then then hopefully that 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 will be different. Get, get getting out there and just talking to people, you'd be amazed. You know, everyone everyone's different, and everyone thinks they're kind of normal and the same as each other. But honestly, every everyone's different, and everyone's interesting in their own way. That sounds very kind of you know happy clappy, but I th- I, I do think it's true. Yeah, I think it's true as well. And also, um, you it's just the end of your first relationship. I mean, first relationships always gonna end, isn't it? I mean, I I I mean. I know it's difficult when when it's happening to you, but you need to think, you know, rarely do you stick with one person for the rest of your life. I think a lot of it is society as well. It's There's, a, there's this kind of narrative that says, you know, there's someone out there for you. Yeah. There's, there's, the, there's one person out there who's going to absolutely be the other bit of the jigsaw puzzle. And that's not true. There's, there's loads of people out there. They're all different sides to your jigsaw puzzle. And, and also, when you, like, when I think about all the people I've been out with, they're all so different from each other, oh, like so different mm. that actually you, that kind of 
proves that there's no such thing as like a compatible person because the the kind of hot-headed Spaniard I went out with a few years ago is so different from my current boyfriend. Like, it, yeah. you know, like, and but they they both did things that were right at that moment. And yeah. So if you were no. to line up all the people I've ever had any kind of att- attraction or connection to against the wall, it would look like the usual suspects. You know, yeah. and that compatibility is about you forming like memories and things t- that you've done together. So, you know, your shared history that you might have, whether that be six months, three years, will actually just make you more compatible if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, with other people and a more interesting person. I mean, it, life is what, what was it Neil Bartlett said? Life is a journey and. You know, and, and being queer, gay, LGBTQ plus means that we don't have to stick to like relationship norms. We have many, many different types of relationships, friendships, lovers, and like romantic relationships as well. So I think it, it's about not putting the onus on that. And I think maybe this person needs to do a little bit of work on themselves because they're, they're you know, in the words of <laughs> RuPaul... If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else, right? So, <laughs> and I think there's a there's a lack of loving yourself here, which is probably a symptom of just coming out of a relationship, because there's always a sense of failure when you finished a relationship, isn't it? You think, what have I done wrong? What's wrong with me? And actually, it's nothing to do with that. It's just that two people came together for a while and for whatever reason you're not together now but it doesn't mean you're not going to be with, together with somebody else in the future right and also can I have the number of the hot headed uh, oh, no, he was an absolute nightmare he's <clears throat> after we split up he used to call me at three in the morning crying um, it, I mean it was it was awful it was that, awful that's ticking all also, my boxes I, I right treated now him like, I treated him like shit and that, that I really regret that but oh okay but no okay no alright then um, shall we move on? <laughs> there's, there's a bit of relationship. There's a lot of relationship stuff. There's some fun stuff as well. Um, dear old queens and the posse, should we do the old switcheroo and uh, <laughs> play musical chairs? How common is flaking slash not showing up to a hookup? Um, I'd like to hear your views and experiences on how common it is for a hookup not to show up or flake. I had it happen to me a few times. I prefer to host. We set up a time and then they never came and stopped responding to my messages. I mean, fine, a bit annoying. I prefer it if they cancel first so I can make other plans. Um, But not the end of the world. I wonder how common it is. Does it happen to other people? Less, more than me. I've been seeing no time wasters and stuff like that on people's profiles. Is it because they have people flake on them? I've got a lot to say on this. (laughs) (laughs) There was a lot of raised eyebrows in the house. Ah, okay. Actually, there's a little bit more. Honestly, I don't really understand this. When I can't make it to a hookup slash change my mind, I let them know as soon as possible out of courtesy so that they can arrange their evening differently. Um, so what do we think about people not being polite like that? I don't know with, whether it's about people being polite or not. Mm. Um, I think I had a couple of theories about this. Mm. Um, one of which is from my own experience, actually with a friend recently. It wasn't a hookup. 
but it was more that I was just feeling really anxious. Right. Um, and it was probably lockdown induced. Yeah. Um, and we'd made a, we kind of like made a date to hang out and then, um, I just wasn't feeling particularly great about it. So I kind of kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and I maybe put it off twice. Mm. Um, and he knows me very well. So he kind of said to me, um, when I finally said, oh, can we put it off again? He then said, well, actually I'm busy tomorrow. So if you want to see me, it's now. And that made me get off my ass and actually go and meet him. Right. So sometimes it's like anxiety based. Um, but I think also there's the idea of people are always creating a lot of options rather than committing to one thing. Yeah. Um, and in that sphere, people, especially in an app, because you're removed from somebody, you don't feel like that commitment to someone. So you, so you kind of basically cultivate all these things and then finally they make their choice of like who, whatever four options they've been cultivating. And that might mean that you might be the person that is on the, the raw end of the flake. It's actually also quite rare that someone would actually hold you to task about the fact that you didn't turn up. Mm. Usually someone would say, oh, no problem. No, that's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's fine. But the reality is that they're probably, I'm maybe talking about myself, just waiting at home alone. It's the fact that it's through an app and the same with anything, like posting um, views on people's Facebook pages and Instagram, Twitter and stuff like that, is you are still removed from it. Yeah. I think you can get away if you don't think that's not going to be held to task for any of your behaviour or your opinions. Mm. You, you can just behave how you want to without any comebacks, so to speak. So, as Charlie said, people just do it. They yeah. Think gonna, they're not going to get in trouble or anything for it. Yeah, and also in this current climate, I think it, it's perfectly fine to, yeah. to say no to this stuff, isn't it? Um, but do you think it is a symptom of the apps that it, it is all a bit throwaway and there's multiple options is why this happens all the time? Absolutely, yeah. And sometimes there are people that are just sitting there with their dick in their hands. And yeah. they're just getting off on chatting to somebody. Yeah. I think for me, a lot of the time, if, you gen if they share your n their number then that's usually a bit of a goer. It's quite a good yeah. telltale of, oh, this person's actually serious. And if they're not wanting to share any personal details or those kind of things, then actually, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, they're the ones that generally cancel. Yeah. In my experience. Yeah. But well, that could go in, the, in our tool bag of um, top tips. Yeah. <laughs> What's that Kylie song, I Was Gonna Cancel? Yes. I mean, but she didn't. I mean, I remember sitting in the bear bar, yeah, waiting for someone, and then playing that song and thinking, "Shit!" <laughs> I thought you were going to say that Kylie cancelled on you. <laughs> well, she cancelled on us this season. She was going to be a guest, but um, maybe next season. Um, I mean, the whole point of that song is though that she was going to cancel, but she didn't. She didn't, and yeah. she didn't know what um, you know what was going to happen, mm. right? I mean, it used to be, before Grinder, Tommy, uh, you used to just... BG. Yeah. Um, or, <laughs> or like the internet. We, you used to have, literally just go up to people in bars, didn't you? Mm. And then just have the humiliation of them saying or no. Or WH Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you talking about that, so I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a good cruising ground for you, right? Very furtive, <laughs> fruitful. Okay. This is like the supermarket in San Francisco. In really? Morgan's no novels. 
Yeah, so like w- like one of the first scenes in Tales of the City mm. is um, Marianne shopping in the, the supermarket. But it's actually more of a comment on straight because that's where they were going to, straight people were going to go and pick themselves, pick each other up. That right. was the, the old pickup point. And then I think she, this guy tries to chat her up and asks like, oh, are these scallions or are these onions or something? And she isn't interested and says so. And he just responds, oh my God, you're such a bitch. And just walks off. <laughs> I love a rap scallion. What's a rap scallion? <laughs> Spring onion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Scallion. What's a rap scallion? Yeah, um, there was yeah. a heated debate about spring onions in Little the other day. Was there? Mm. Well, also, I remember Asda, which is a stone's throw of where we are at the moment, in Bedminster. Well, they used to have, like, singles night. Yeah. No. Yeah. But, but Wonderful. Back in the 90s. But they also used to, they turned, sometimes they used to turn the lights down a little bit as well. I think oh. that was just... And I slept with someone that made the announcements in Asda. <laughs> well, there, there was also a gay security guard that pretended to arrest me and in took me toilet, into his office. In the Griffin. <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> there, used be, there used to be a... Um, uh, Robbie, come closer come to, come to the mic. Talking yeah, to the mic. So I remember... Not sure if this is urban myth or if I just read about it on Thingbox or something like that, but about people in London using the uh, like second to last car on the tube would be the gay carriage, and so and it was an unspoken thing, but it was I think it was quite a good idea. So the second to last tube, uh, if if you wanted to kind of you know check out who who was out and about that night, then you yeah. could go you go to the kind of the end of the, the tube tunnel and get onto the second to the last tube carriage and then that was that would be where the that other the cruising uh, available gays were great yeah actually I'm sorry well i was just gonna say i was gonna put it out there i, I mean are we just a bit bored with the apps now maybe we should just go back to that i think we need more cruising and i think we need people i mean i don't mean like sexy cruising but just being able to pick people up but physically organically humanely but yeah agreed and actually like this is what rob was just saying People don't necessarily know that the last carriage is the... Cru- no. So you have to create these Absolutely. areas. If you want mm. some, a place to pick somebody up, then actually you have to create that environment. You have to get the word around. And, if, yeah. and that, that's the kind of work that isn't really done in the LGBTQ plus community anymore because of apps. But maybe it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. We need to, we need to get rid of the app. But, well, well no, just, just use, use the apps what around. they are. But I feel like we should have more... Kind of spaces where we can actually physically and organically meet people, and then yeah. you're not necessarily ghosting people, you know, just because they're on an app at you know three a.m. in the morning. And also, if you're on an app, the 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 number of people you're actually exposed to is quite small compared to the actual number of people out there. Well, it's been so static, hasn't it, during lockdown? <laughs> I mean, like it's literally the same faces in the same positions. <laughs> it is like watching celebrity squares. <laughs> 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 okay, um, I'm going to mix this up a little. Well, let's swap you guys over again for the next question. You're very good at taking control, Bernie. Yeah. Is there a hanky? Is there a hanky for we that? just follow everything that you say. It's because I'm the daddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So, dear old queens and posse, can you explain Grinder to me? Uh, I've never used it. I know it's not for relationships, but mainly for hooking up. But do most people go on dates, then hook up, or go to one for the one of their places and have sex? 
FYI, I'm a virgin, LOL. Oh, just figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but... Thank you, Matthew Austin, <laughs> co-director of Mayfair. <laughs> like, yeah, just work it out. But this this person is obviously quite to say. quite. Just Google that for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they've got the gist of it. But but but, but, but I mean, it, is it for finding? I mean, it can be for anything, can't it? It, it could be finding a, a, a hookup or a relationship, or, or just someone a chat. just to clean your oven, or just, or as you, I mean, <laughs> like post for something. To, no, Tommy, Tommy actually posted on Grinder. <laughs> what was it? Will someone come and clean my oven? Yeah. Got lots of offers. You got lots of offers, but no one actually came round, did they? No, I mean, that was partly me saying, no, don't bother, actually, I'll do it myself. <laughs> and actually, I managed to get a new oven, yeah. Oh, right, okay. I don't bother cleaning one, just ask your landlord for a new one. Right, okay, fair yeah. enough. I think I need to do that myself. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I should be slightly kinder, but I, but I think I mean, like, if, I mean, I haven't been on Grind for a long time, but, like, if you download it, like, it's... You just kind of work out how you want to use it. It's not like there's a way to use Grinder. It's like, what, what do you want to get out of it? Do you want to go on dates? Do you want to just have sex with people? Do you want to meet friends? Then, like, do that through... Yeah, and if, you, and, and if it doesn't work for you, then, then, then there's a, find another way of doing it, I think, is, is the best thing to do. My problem is I'm slightly addicted to it, and I did delete it last week, and I lasted about four days, and then I... <laughs> went back on it it is quite addictive especially like spending so much time on your own during lockdown mm. sometimes you just want a connection with people mm. and you will just have a chat with strangers or mm. reconnect with people that you've maybe had chatted to before or had sex with before <coughs> I quite like talking to people that don't even have a profile picture you know because it do feels you? quite mysterious <laughs> um, do, do they talk back to you what do they say oh like um, well whatever the, I don't know whatever we're having a conversation about what are your least favorite questions on grinder what are you into what are you into i fucking hate that i always say the arts <laughs> <laughs> what are you into or what are you looking for i hate that it's just like if you i mean if you filled out your profile you've said there what you're looking for right yeah is that like it's the subtext are you do you want to have sex now yeah yeah they want to have sex yeah i see and they're asking you if you want to have sex but doing it in a really ridiculous way no i haven't i mean i've been in a relationship for quite a while so i haven't had it for a long time but Mm. it's nice to see it hasn't changed you haven't had sex for a long time no (laughs) (laughs) well that's being in a relationship for you um robbie what's your least favorite question on grinder oh so many um it's just i mean and I, I think when people get past ag on Grinder is is is, is kind of frustrating <laughs> for me as well. And um, um, oh, I'm trying to think of what they say. They, it's not so much specific questions, but it's just a kind of, oh, you know, what were you up to? Yeah, and then and then if you haven't if you haven't responded, then then it's a kind of double question mark. And then and the well, double I might be watching, you. you know, Cash in the Attic. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, 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 they're, they're, I think the difficulty with Grinder is that there is lot, there are lots of people out there, and people are using it in different ways, and yet it's not particularly, it's not a nuanced app, especially. It's not like so. Plenty of Fish positions itself 
for example, as a dating app that's, you know, people, here's, here's what I'm into, I'm looking for other people into the same stuff, whereas Grindr is kind of, as you say, celebrity squares. Mm. So some people are out there just to swap picks, and I think that is a lot of people out there just out there to swap cockpicks with each other. Well, Grindr recently did a thing where you could have, like, little, like, themed chats, like, oh. gr- themed group chats. So I went into the film buff one, because I like cinema. It was full of cockpicks. Uh, I then went into musicals. That was also full of cockpicks. <laughs> what, are you supposed to go in there and kind of chat about the sound of music and stuff? Uh, well, I, I just assumed that people would be chatting about stuff, not just, you know, presenting their cock or their ass to everyone. Right. But, um, yeah, and I, I'm assuming that's what Grinder thought people would be doing. But obviously they're still just, you know, flashing their cockpicks yeah. around. What was it I heard Bob the Drag Queen uh, say that we, um, that gay men swap cockpicks like trading cards? <laughs> 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 Which is kind of true, right? Top trans. <laughs> <Top> trans. <laughs> so, that, that, so that reminds me of like some of the work that I did with you know, LGBT history and um, interviewing people, in, interviewing gay men that were around sort of in the 60s. And they used to have like nude photographs of each other that they used to just pass around. And they would be, you know, it's a similar thing, isn't it? Well, we've been doing this for years, obviously, in whatever form. So either in like hard format. Etchings. <laughs> I want to do etchings. <laughs> the etchings of your penis. <laughs> Brush rubbing. Wax <laughs> Someone rubbing. To, maybe yeah I mean maybe we should do that for each other yeah <laughs> right let's let's do the old switcheroo because I've got a, a classic final question uh, for everyone but we I mean I think we can all pitch in on this one um, my, uh, so I'm reading this off my phone and what I've been trying to do so obviously I've been wearing a mask in shops and uh, places and uh, I'm wondering why the face recognition doesn't work on my phone. <laughs> I oh. keep going, mm, why is this not opening? Have you got face um, recognition on your phone? Yeah. Well, you know, I like all the gadgets. Yeah. Um, technology. I've still got a man- Even at his age. number. I love, I love technology. I'm a real geek. <laughs> I just love everything new. Um, anyway, dear old queens et al., this is a short but sweet question, but I feel like our answers will be expansive. Do you think sex toys were alive in the Toy Story universe? I never even thought of that, but I, that's amazing. Uh, but, well, yeah, what it's do we? Kind of exciting. Because the like sex the toys that are in, in my head. Stro- story are some of them sex toys. I, well, I don't. I think that's that's so like the next like, level. Then a rampant rabbit, just having a chat with Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, so the do- sex toys come alive at night. See, in, in Sausage Party, the douche is a character, isn't it? So by proxy. It. Have you not seen it? I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Can you, uh, but, uh, I've not time. seen sausage, sausage Party either. So for our listeners who have not seen it, can you describe Sausage it, Party? It's, a, it's Toy Story in a supermarket. Right. Um, about f- food, but it's really graphic. So and the ba- douche. The baddie is a, is a, an anal douche, which I always find funny because it's like a female douche. So it's got all this like perfume in and stuff like that. It's not like a shower hose. Um, <laughs> right. No, it's not, 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 you're not going to get anywhere with that if you're gay. But like, yeah, it's, it's like a flowery version and then it becomes bad and then they have to vanquish the douche and they all have a huge food-based sex party, which as you guys know, I'm pretty up with. 
<laughs> well, with, with a Krispy Kreme or two. Um, Tommy, um, the vibrator you bought at the beginning of lockdown, do you think that's alive in the Toy Story universe? It's not getting any work anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be, I can't be bothered. <laughs> what? Did you not say it was too big? No, I think uh, so. No, but you, it was a vibrator, and I, I thought it was a dildo, and I advised you to wash it in the dishwasher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, then you yeah. went, but you, because you, you called it a dildo, but it's actually a vibration. I was like, I, d- I don't think you should have put a vibrator in the dishwasher. <laughs> because of the electrics. Yeah. yeah. I feel like some of the sex toys are, would be okay as characters. I mean, my sex toys, it'd be like The Blob, like a 1960s B-movie. They'd right. all be running away and then being crushed by a huge... <laughs> but, <laughs> like huge Mr. Hanky toys. Okay. <laughs> um, anybody else got any sex toys they think might be alive in Toy Story universe? Just imagine a flashlight just talking. <laughs> <laughs> like a really I sexy think if voice. Could be anywhere else, he would I want be. like yeah, yeah right now. Vanessa Redgrave yeah. doing that voice. <laughs> I bought my first flashlight at the beginning of lockdown. How'd that go? Uh, I mean, it goes really it's, well in the dishwasher. It's a, <laughs> what is it? A flashlight. What is it? What so is it's it? like a it's like a masturbation toy, oh, but it, it looks like a does... flashlight yeah. when you put the top on. So, so it's called a flashlight. <laughs> um usually yeah yeah <laughs> did you get the version with the the textured inside did you go for a um i think yeah i think it's got a little bit of texture in there uh but then i also got like a body massager with um the, the masturbatory attachment as well which is amazing uh is this like it's that animal crossing thing, thing? Yeah. <laughs> Mm? What? The massage wand thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get the rechargeable one. Oh, and you've got one you plug into the mains. No, don't get one that you plug into. I, bought, I also bought one that you plug into the mains and it just didn't work because it was like a foreign object. Wrong plug. <laughs> yeah. Was it a European socket? It was a European okay. thing. And even with the adapter, it just didn't. It just went. <laughs> so I didn't put it anywhere near me. Um, I bought a nasal hair trimmer at the beginning of lockdown. <laughs> okay, do you think that's in Toy Story? Probably. Have you given yeah. it a name? No, well, just annoying bastard. Sounds like all every single one of my boyfriends. Um, <laughs> like Wheezy the Penguin. <laughs> Did you date Wheezy the Penguin? No, he's a catch from Toy Story. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched Toy Story. I'm <laughs> um, a, a Toy Story was a bit like I'm a bit old for that. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I do have Disney Plus. Maybe I'll watch it and and think about sex it's toys. <laughs> I do know who Buzz Lightyear is. Ovs. Mm. Um, um, Charlie, have you given any of your sex toys names? Mm, scary. <laughs> scary spice. Are they all named after Spice Girls? Yeah. Scary. <laughs> Baby. Posh. There's one that's quite sparkly. Baby. Very small. Is there a ginger <laughs> one? Actually, there really is. There is one. Well, they're bronze. So, like, square peg what toys are bronze. So, they right. come in like a very bronze. I want to know what Square peg toys. 
<laughs> I love that you're, this is, you're talking like it's not a normal thing. <laughs> so Square Peg are a premium. I'm going to do them a little plug now. They might, they might even do your sponsorship. Let's hope so. Somebody needs to. <laughs> silicon, 100% silicon, very comfortable, very realistic. You can warm them up in water. Lovely. Lovely. So nice. Sounds like anybody else got any sex toys? Matthew, you must have a sex toy. David. <laughs> That's his boyfriend. Uh, no. Uh, Robbie? Hesitant, no. No, no I, I, I don't. I've always, I, as soon as someone produces something that's made in a factory out of plastic, I always feel that's a bit of a buzzkill. So, no, I just call, call me old-fashioned. Old-fashioned? Yeah, you just... No, thanks. <laughs> no, no, I, I generally never have. As soon as it feels artificial and, and kind of constructed, it's... it's... Well, uh, pour me an old-fashioned. Uh, what, what do we think about... Um, like? So last episode I did a, a feature on, like, sex dolls and sex bots. What do we think about those? Is it a bit weird? Tommy, would you have a sex bot? I wouldn't, no. I mean, I would. Or a sex top. <laughs> I would like to have one that would sit in the flat with me yeah. and practice my lines. Like? I wouldn't use, but I wouldn't use it for sex. Um, like, oh, right. um, there's some sporting event in like, China. Sorry, some sporting event in, I think it was China or Japan, something like that. Um, they, so obviously you're not allowed anybody in the stadiums. So they started off with a load of repurposed sex dolls. They put in the chairs. Oh, wow. The stadiums. Um, repurposed? Do you mean well, they've already been used? They put their clothes know. on. It didn't, it didn't really work and people didn't really like it. So then they just did loads of plushy um, Pokemon characters. Oh. So all the, the stores were just full of these cuddly Pokemon characters. Oh, which was wow. Really, really cool. Apparently also on, in Glee... When you like, when you like, pause Glee when they're doing singing in the audience, it's all just dolls. Oh wow! Like there's like a few people in it, but it's mostly dolls. That's all. Can't they CGI them? Not when they make Glee, maybe. So I was reading an article this week. This is how much of a geek I am about six G. Five G hasn't even kind of arrived yet in Bristol. Five well, G caused Korea. Shush, uh, David. <laughs> allegedly. Um, not even allegedly. Not real. <laughs> not real. <laughs> Conspiracy theory. Um, but so Samsung are talking about 6G and the fact that we that will bring virtual reality into the mainstream and we will have virtual reality avatars um, because it'll be so fast. And what, I mean, what do we think about like? Virtual reality sex well, this things is, like that. I had it because that's what I said about Animal Crossing earlier. Yeah. So there's now a butt plug for Animal Crossing that you can attach and in some respect, I don't know, like you interact with somebody. And there was also a couple oh, of... I don't know what you what? mean. So, like in a butt plug in Animal Crossing. So, um, no, no. So, so a real life Animal butt Crossing? plug I don't understand. that is adaptable. You plug it into your... Animal Crossing is so, uh, like a cutesy virtual game help yeah, me out uh, nintendo characters yeah uh, right. there's different characters like that and they all interact so you have your characters but you interact with other characters which are the other people it's like cartoony the sims do you know the sims yeah, yeah. it's like cartoony the sims and you can go to each other's houses so it's like you have an avatar but it means that if you have a, a real life butt plug attachment for your computer then you can stick that up your ass and you can talk to somebody and then they can 
they can stimulate you. This is all, this is, I've seen this on Eurotrash, so it must be like. Like what? Like, they can just be there to make it vibrate? Yes. Yeah, so they'll make your, make the butt plug vibrate for you. Yeah, so you can have a little love egg. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've played a character that had love eggs in a film. I just think it's been a long time since the Lawnmower Man. What was that, 1992? And honestly, virtual reality was going to be a thing. And virtual reality sex has been promised to me <laughs> for a good 30 years now. And it's yet to arrive. So but, I believe it when I see it. But in these COVID times, maybe it's, you know, um, necessity is the mother of invention. And uh, we need to do it. So uh, <laughs> on that note... <laughs> I think we've come to the end of the show um, uh, and the end of the series. I know, um, but, 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 you know, we'll be back. Can I just say thank you very much, you two? Seconded. Yeah. Stop yeah. it. We're just basically, yeah. Let's Stop see, it. We started doing it every week, which is really, really good, and you just kept everyone going. It's really good. Thank you. Well, I have to say that this podcast kept me going. What about you, Tommy? No. <laughs> 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 well, it gave me a bit of a purpose in the middle yeah, of lockdown. Yeah, no, and Bernie is the... Linchpin? Daddy? The, yeah, the linchpin <laughs> of the whole thing, yeah. So I just turn up, really. And, I, and even in lockdown, I haven't even turned up. That's not fresh <laughs> on my computer. That is not true, Tommy. It would not be, it would not be what that old queen without you. Uh, not to say that you're an old queen, but it's just like, it would not. Anyway... Thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you, lovely invited audience, for being our guests for a quarantine quandary. Um, maybe we'll see you next time. Maybe it'll be our avatars. Who knows? Um, but in the meantime, stay safe over um, the summer and we'll see you in the autumn uh, for next time for the What That Owl Queen. Say goodbye, Tommy. Goodbye, Tommy. <laughs> and say goodbye, audience. Goodbye, Bye. audience. <laughs> we will see you next time on What That Old Queen. You have been listening to What That Old Queen, written and presented by Tom Marshman and Bernie Hodges. The show was produced by Bernie Hodges in lockdown 2020 for Hodge Podcasting. If you'd like to sponsor a show or you'd just like to be a guest or you have a question for the old queens, you can email on hello at thatoldqueen.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands, and they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com/style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com/style.